You're listening to The Full Broadside. Greetings, everyone, to another edition of the Full Broadside, episode 19, as I recall. Uh, welcome, Nightmares, the streamer, in our uh, in our chat room tonight. I am Cyberjock. Get that right out of the way first. <laughs> With me today, KJ Mando Sock and the long lost Nimitz. Come on, Nimitz. Let's let's hear the story. Why were you not here last week? You know, I really don't have an excuse, but I'm going to blame it on the same stuff that everybody else does. There's COVID, there's presidential elections, and I, you know, I just can't handle it. So I wasn't there. Uh, you, want, you, you want me to tell you what you texted me? No, let's keep that. <laughs> oh, come on. We got to know. We got to know. Oh, it's nothing major. You, just, you said you had to work late and you had a dinner after work. That was it. Was, was this awesome. was this dinner with a young lady? He didn't yeah. go into he didn't go into detail on that. <laughs> uh, I think all the listeners want to know why Nimitz bagged on us last week. So it was actually um, because of a COVID issue. I swear to God, uh, mm-hmm. we had a couple of people come down at work, and uh, they I was working at work, and then they sent me back home. I'm here today. I'm, going to be here for the next 14 days i went and took a a test just to assure everybody um i'm negative and we're still going to be home at 14 days like we have like a minimum staff of three people in my department in our office when we normally have 22 so they're taking it really serious but um because of the the I don't know the stress involved or where, you know what I'm not even going to blame it on that. I I just couldn't handle it and I had to have some time. I did <laughs> I did go to dinner after work and I talked with our bosses and all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, um, just blame it on Nimitz. <laughs> well that's some nasty stuff going around it seems like there's another uh, i don't know if it's coming around for a second wave or people are just getting tired of staying in their in their houses and wearing masks and whatnot whether or not we believe the masks do any good and if you want to hear more about me talking about that i have another show for you uh, um but there has been some some instances now where I work where we've we've had uh, had some issues with that and a few coworkers out as well. And one thing I will say, um, the state of Minnesota has been terrible because it, 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 as I understand it, when you've been working in close proximity to a coworker that has tested positive, they are supposed to notify you. And I have been working in close proximity to three, all three of our staff that have been tested positive now. I've been working in close proximity to all three of them during these last few weeks, 
and I still have not gotten one call about any of the three. So wow. e- epic fail there, State of Minnesota. Way to go. <laughs> Just FYI, um, Oregon being the liberal state that it is, um, has this thing in place now called presumptive positive ID. So let's say I'm married, which I'm not, but let's say I'm married and my wife is positive with COVID. Uh, Whether I am or not, I am presumptive positive. And that means (laughs) I can't go to work. I can't, um, you know, go to the grocery store for Christ's sake. I can't do anything. I'm supposed to seclude myself at home. And I get that. I'm all about the preventative maintenance. You know, um, I wear a mask now, not because um, I'm worried about myself because I don't want to affect anybody else. So I get it, but it's getting a little crazy. And then I don't think our world's going to change anytime soon yeah it it just uh, i'm required as as part of a staff at a facility with over 450 people living there and it's gotten inside the facility now due to staff because it's not going to get from i mean the people in this facility don't leave without going into further depth as to where i work (laughs) um they don't leave. They stay there 100% of the time. So it's the staff that come and go that are bringing it in. We are required to wear masks, and that's all well and good and dandy. But, you know, still should have got a call. But anyway, <laughs> hopefully nobody else is positive, and, and it's not going to be a giant mess. And I'm all for her, herd immunity myself, but, you know, uh, you know, I've got outvoted so far, so it is what it is. I'm kind of surprised we haven't gotten anything because, like, I'm getting emails every day from my two of my kids' school that somebody somewhere had a positive test and letting us all know that somebody. So I'm surprised that your work hasn't said anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) As we're in close contact with the people that live there, Mm -hmm. we should be. I mean, when I walk into work every day, they may they put that little scan thing on your forehead, and you okay, yep, you're good. Any symptoms? No, I'm fine. All right, off you go, and that's it, and that's fine. But you know, and people are not feeling well, they're staying home and all that. But I mean, it's we've done well uh, since this whole thing kicked off, but only now it's finally starting to come in. So. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is, what the answer is, but you know, it, it's here for a while until enough people get it. So we build up immunities and off it goes. I think I'm patient or maybe not patient zero, but I, I'm the guy that they're going to need to tap my bloodstream because I've been around this stuff constantly and I'm still golden. I'm good to go. I think I've got the super antibodies if if the scientists figure this out, though, <laughs> I might run out of blood. <laughs> they might drain me and put me in a lab and start sucking me dry, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be gone. Abra, you know what you just did? You just changed yourself. You're no, gonna be the next no. COVID patient. No, it's fine. It's fine because I've been saying you. I've been saying this for as long as I can remember because we had this bout of this crap way back before it even became a thing in the U.S. And, oh, it's not an influenza. We don't know what this is, but it's a really resistant strain of whatever it is. And we have, people are getting sick all over the place. And, you know, whole family had it. I never got any of it. So I, I'm, I'm immune to it, man. I got like super DNA or something. Well, I'm going to disagree with you because I used to say that 
you, and I'm a tiny bit older than you. Um, I used to say to him, like, dude, I'm immune to everything. I don't get sick, blah, 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 blah. Last year, I caught the flu. It was the first time ever, and it wiped me out. And I turned into the biggest little girl. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, when I, when I get sick, I am a giant wuss, I'll tell you that, yeah. Don't jinx yourself. Knock on wood. No, no, I'm not knocking on anything, man. I'm pretty confident. I'm, I'm immune to this stuff. Well, see, Cyber, that also brings up another dilemma, too, is that if they went and drained it all out of your blood and used it to synthesize a, uh, a cure-all, then that would mean all of your, you know, your DNA would be spread about all these other people. So they'd be like, Daddy, are you my daddy? <laughs> no, I hope that's not the case. But I'll tell you what, if they do that, I'm demanding at least a statue somewhere. At least something, something, you know, something for the effort, you know? <laughs> Right. So I don't know what kind of relationship you and Cager have, but what have you been doing on your free time? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing down his way, anyway. That's a long drive. Let's just say that. Long drive down here. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. I haven't been to Texas since the uh, since the early '90s. So kids, kids would be pretty old by now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be kind of different. I just met this I'm little older. kid. His name's Cyber-esque. I'm, I was curious. <laughs> he goes by Esquire. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we should we should say enough of all that crap. We've waxed on about ten minutes here of this stuff that has nothing to do with warships. But uh, how about we go? Uh, uh, you know, Nimitz, we we were you were going to talk about uh, that that e epic campaign uh, epoch. Or whatever, epic, whatever you want to call it. But uh, you've 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 got into that a little bit and been enjoying it. So let's go with that. Awesome. So first place, if anybody's listening uh, to all of our listeners, I'll put it that way. Um, if you know the cor the correct pronunciation of it, let me know. I, it looks to me like epoch, but I think they meant epic. Um, let me know what you think on that. But the, the first thing I'm going to say about it is um, I was not ready for another campaign. I was like, oh, my God, there's so much stuff going on. I'm getting burnt out, and we'll talk about that later. I think that's another segment. But um, I started playing it, and obviously you have to start at the lower tiers. Um, and I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be terrible. This is horrible. I've actually enjoyed it i've worked up a french cruiser and i've worked up a german cruiser and i am having a great time with it and one of the most awesome things i think that world of warships did uh was they labeled it out so like the first four segments of each phase of the campaign um are for any ship in that tier level but then the rest of them are for ships, specific ships, you know, like they'll be like this cruiser, you know, tier six, blah, 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 blah. And they'll list off like three tier six cruisers. And then the next one is like uh, three battleships in that phase or three carriers in that phrase. And it's making me play ships that I wouldn't normally play. And I thought I'd hate it. I was like, this is just another grind. This is crap. This is garbage. 
but I really find myself enjoying it because it's making me kind of go outside my box. Uh, it's making me do things that I wouldn't normally do. Making me do things I think I'd hate, but I do enjoy it. And I was just curious what our listeners' um, experience was with it. I'm curious what you guys have done with it, what you thought of it. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm taking notes. <laughs> well, before I step in here, I want to hear what you guys have to say on this. You know you hate it, suck. Cause you hate <laughs> your shit. <laughs> I mean, I've played a little bit of it. I haven't done a whole lot because, like I said, I haven't been able to get on as nearly as much as I'd like. Um, but I've enjoyed it because, well, you know, I've got ships at all different tiers. So it doesn't really bother me. I just pick a tier and go. So I've enjoyed it because, like I said, it's it's fun to kind of play around at different tiers and different ships and, and different play styles. And uh, like I said, I've enjoyed it. It's a blast. Uh, I know we talked about a couple of episodes ago to drop down into those lower tiers and revisit. Um, like, for example, recently we uh, we just I invited um, a new member to the clan. Was it yesterday? Day before? He's a brand new player of the game. Super chill guy, but he's only got like a tier three ship. That's as high. I mean, he's the guy's only got like less than fifty battles under his belt. Um, not saying he's a bad player. He's a great player, phenomenal grasp of the game, excellent strategy tactics. But for that reason right there, I mean, it was like, hey, I'm going to drop down to lower tiers, help this guy out, and I can knock out a campaign. And he was working on the same campaign. And so it was really refreshing, and I'm still sticking to my guns, like from a few episodes ago. Um, really refreshing to drop down um, to the lower tiers. And in fact, with all of the you know, early releases of all the ship lines that have been coming out, I have noticed that in my ports, um, most of my ships are like tier five or six and up because those are the ones that you get in the early release. So there's actually tier one through three, one through four ships that I've never played before down there. So um, it was fun to get back down and revisit and, you know, get back to the roots and mix it up in. I found out that I'm. We're not the only ones. There are some seal clubbers down there that are doing the same thing. So we're not the only ones that's doing. It. Everybody else is dropping down to those lower tiers, and I think it was just a well-needed, uh, refreshing change to the toxic um, player base in the nines and tens. Yeah, I also think this campaign is really, really good. Although, as you guys don't, I don't really enjoy playing low tiers all that much. No. Not you. <laughs> oh, excuse me there. I had to mute my mic while I coughed. Um, although I don't really enjoy playing low tiers that much, it's a really good opportunity to give people a reason to play those lower tiers. And mm -hmm. I think that's great. You know, it gives... I think what it's designed... Well, there's probably two ways it, things it's designed for. Is for lower tier players to have something to work on while they progress and for higher tier players to have a reason to play lower tiers. Of which one it is, I'm kind of more leaning towards the latter because I don't know if you guys have noticed, but you're seeing we're seeing a lot of bots in um, low tier random mm -hmm. battles these days. There's not a heck of yep. a lot of players down there anymore. So I think this is an attempt by Wargaming to try to get people to play down there, if even for just a little bit. Because clearly, low tiers are not as popular as the high tiers are. 
You know, there's a right. reason why they implemented um, the 12 tier matchmaking system. Right. I, I think there's um, I think there's another advantage in it, and I don't know if Wargaming thought of this and they planned this out, or if I'm just a freaking genius. Uh, that could be it too. <laughs> but um, I'm an average player. Sometimes I'm a below average player. Sometimes I'm slightly above average player. Um, but when I go back and I play these lower tier games, it seems like I always learn something. And it, For me, I, I find it makes me feel like I'm on top of the world. <laughs> you know, I go down well, in the, the V25 or the Charleston or the Arkansas beta. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I so could do, I, you're I admitting you're this. a steel clubber. <laughs> yes. He is a um, Unicum steel clubber. He's, he's that guy. We're going to have no, to. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to plead the Fifth Amendment on that one. Hey, after I potatoed last week on the Kerfers in clan battles, I had to go down to tier three and beat up on some newbies just so I could feel <laughs> like I'm, you know, worth playing the game again. So, yeah, I'm guilty of it, too. And the other reason I just thought of this, why I don't really ever play low tiers is queue times are always so long. Since there's no queue, there's no queue time limit for random battles. So oftentimes when I play low tiers, I'll just play co-op. Yeah, true, true statement. I think... Um, uh, Mountain Enigma is his name, our new clan member. So shout out to Mountain. And um, him and I were in queue. I think the average queue time was like three and a half to four minutes. Yeah, I think match. maybe they need to make lower tier battles just always be smaller or something. Or make it less time until it starts populating it with bots. Or, and better yet, make the random battle bots the operations bots, which are a lot harder than the co-op bots. Like, uh, right. Uh, going off topic here a little bit, but I remember back in the day when operations were first introduced, they experimented with putting the operations bots into co-op games, but people didn't like it because the whole point in people's minds of the co-op games is for them to be easy. Right. Yeah. Uh, Nightmare is writing in the stream chat, our podcast chat, said co-op boys just play the meta and ram. <laughs> You know what? That's not an untrue statement. That is kind of true. It's just hey, just ram them. I mean, honestly, honestly, in co-op battles, if you can't out brawl them, something's not right. You know, like for example, if ever there's a mission where I have to play, like, oh, say I need to farm some ridiculous amount of citadels, or I need kills, or whatever, then oftentimes I'll just go down and just hang out in, in co-op and just go in in like the tier 10 like Petra Pavlov or something and just go right into the middle of the map and just out brawl everything and it really does make you feel like you're on top of the world right Chuck threw in a Chuck threw in a good point too um and I hate this myself I think it's garbage when you play in the lower tier matches, it's always a double CV game. Yeah, or triple CV games. Those are the worst. And another thing with those, not so much at the tier fours because you don't get fighters. Carrier players hate double carrier games too. I I just hate the double carrier games in, in the in the lower tiers simply because you always got that one knucklehead potato, that king potato that's cruising around screaming, uh, not just I need intelligence data, but screaming I need anti-aircraft support. Yeah, provide <laughs> anti-aircraft like, Dude, there's no fighters. That sounds like sock. 
What, the one screaming that? Yeah, you do it on a regular basis just to remind me how much we hate it. Yeah, that's the whole point. <laughs> Sometimes I do it unironically when I get really frustrated, but... Especially yeah. if he's running around as Arkansas Beta. Oh, yeah. my God. But no, I mean, what do you guys think about that? Why the difference? Why... Um, in carriers, in you mean? Yeah, why in the lower tier games is double CV, but when you get above, I'm guessing seven, maybe six, no more double carrier games. I mean, why would would World of Warships do that? Well, the barrier to entry to low tier carriers is really low. There's less games being played at tier four, so there's a smaller pool of battles for them to be put into. Um, There's a lot more carrier players down there because, as I said before, the barrier to entry is so low. And I think that, you know, if somebody's not going to like carrier play, they're probably going to stop at tier four and not continue on to tier six. And some people, because those tier four carriers are really darn easy to play, some people will just stick on them forever. Like the, uh, what's the tier four German one? The uh, Rhine? 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 I don't remember what the name of it is. Yeah, the Rhine. Rhine? That thing's a blast. That's a fantastic ship. Well, Shinobachi says it's because of the XP requirements and XP gained at the tier. And I get that, but I guess, you know, like my frustration comes as a player. Um, if I am playing a CV, I don't want another CV on my team. If I'm playing as a DD, I don't, uh, want, one. I don't want two opposing CVs on the other team. Um, it's it it's a bad experience. I mean, it is yeah. a bad experience. So, I can tell you from playing tier four carriers, you got to try pretty hard to get your planes shot down. Like AA at that mm-hmm. kind of tier is just not good. I mean, there's ships that literally don't have an AA stat because they have yeah, no guns. Your damage isn't that good either. In the carrier, you mean? I mean, your 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 planes, your your torpedo bombers. Well, you can do bomb- hundred thousand damage if you have a good game. I've done a hundred thousand damage in the in, Rhine multiple the times. Yeah, and same mm-hmm. thing with the Hosho too. They're yeah, they're perfectly fine. The damage per minute is really low, so you really gotta you know you gotta have a pretty drawn out game to have that happen. And those don't tend to happen that often at that kind of tier. But yeah, it is possible. The one thing that just drives me nuts is, is now I don't do a whole lot of co-op play, uh, not anymore, unless there's one of those, I need to do it just so I can complete a campaign or whatever. But damn, your teammates sure wish you'd do more. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but the uh, the double CVs, I've seen a handful of times on both team, and one of each of the CVs on either side is a bot. And... I don't get that. What 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 is the purpose of having a bot? I mean, I I have no complaints against bot CVs because I'll tell you what, they can't hit me in my DD because they are the worst shots when it comes to dropping torps, launching uh, uh, rockets, anything. They're the worst. I just oh, it's uh, it's the I just check as it's coming in. I do a real quick look. Okay, it's the bot. I'm okay. I don't have to worry. As soon as he starts coming in, I do a quick zag and I see a bunch of rockets go way off target. It's great. But but I, I don't see that. I, I don't. I don't see the reason for bot CVs in a double CV game. That that to me is a fail. That's uh, that's all about time maintenance and 
you know, you get one side that has two CVs, you get the other side has one CV, so they got to get another one and they had a bot. Um, that's all about time maintenance and efficiency and trying to make the players happy with the speed of the game. Um, does it suck? Absolutely. I agree with you 100%, but that's why they do it. Uh, Chino says the multiple CVs also float around the idea that because CVs at low tier were deemed ineffective early on due to their plain loadout. So in other words, um, mm. having multiple carriers isn't really a problem because they don't do a whole lot anyway. What I said, I think yeah. their damage is garbage, but from time to time, you do get the two you know, tier four CV players are like, hey, let's work I'm together. Gonna, or I'm going to go after Nimitz, carrier players or bullshit destroyer. Let's drop him. And if you get two CVs going after one ship at a time, um, it's going to be a quick game. Yeah, mm-hmm. no matter how good you are, no matter how bad the carrier players are, they will hit something eventually. But that's not just indigenous to the lower tiers, though. That's any tier you go in. You get focused yeah. by two CVs. Yeah, but, well, but the point of it is that you see multiple carriers in the lower tiers more often. Right. Yeah, more often. But in in you do still see double CV games in the higher tiers. Like yeah. the oh, but I can't say I've ever seen a double carrier game at tier 10. Not no. since the CV rework. No. Nothing. And that's but, one of the no, reasons why it was. Six and below. That's one of the reasons why it was explained to me that we see more CV players in the lower tiers, along with the fact that it is the starting point to funnel everybody into that line. But because the MM there is barely, or on the extreme rare occasion, a double CV tier, it's bumping. You know, so now you're bumping the the tier eight CVs are down. Um, it's it's like a number. It's like it's barrel rolling or snowballing the numbers down, and they'll roll downhill through the tiers. Um, and now the tier eights. Okay, now you've got you know X amount of players in the queue, and now we have too many you know double tier eight CVs. So let's bump the tier eight and the tier six down to the tier six level, and then the tier six down to tier fours, and and so on and so forth. So it's because of the of the rare number of of the tier 10 basically you won't see a tier 10 double tier 10 cv player it basically pushes all the other numbers in the queue down is the way it was explained to me yeah that makes sense so nightmare said he would just rage quit and i'm i'm gonna recommend that he does so and then Chino says, however, you can't have an eight and a six doubled up, yep, which I've I did before. not. Yeah, that I does happen. That. That's kind of cool. I've and I think happen. it's the same where an eight and a ten can be in the same game together, but I've never seen it happen. I've, I've seen that. I don't know about eight and ten, but I have seen eight and six before. Yeah, eight yeah. and six is not uh, uncommon as double carrier games go. I did absolutely 100% sucks. Have any of you guys been around long enough to remember when three carriers could division together? Oh, yeah. yeah. That didn't last long. Nope. (laughs) That was gone before the closed beta was over. That was the longest match ever because basically it was like a 6v6 and so you had three CVs plus three other ships on each side and the three other ships Literally what would happen back then, literally what would happen is the carriers would kill everybody and then it would just be an air battle for the rest of the game. 
Yeah, that's why it was just it, it was no fun watching until the yeah. timer kicked out because it. And was then just, they reduced it to two carriers per division. That didn't last long either. And they finally reduced it to one, and that's what we have today. And one is more than enough in most cases, anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the very early days of the closed beta, it wasn't an issue because that was before people figured out. Oh, if we work together in carriers, we're basically unstoppable. Well, once people figured that out. Um, yeah, Wargaming changed that pretty quickly, like within a couple of patches. What is that against they, the end user agreement? Just like the carrier hunting divisions? Yeah, yeah I just threw that out there. Yeah, don't, don't <laughs> go there. That's a whole that, that was a, that was a grenade for worms. I just threw it in the conversation. <laughs> Speaking of, I still really want to try allegedly, allegedly I still really want to try the uh, no uh, CVB gone. The two Musashi's into Graf Zeppelin allegedly. <laughs> Got to get my disclaimers in there so that Wargaming's lawyers can't can't come after me. No, we have. <laughs> oh, you're I a Canadian. Don't... Just apologize and it'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. You're mad. <laughs> you know, we have kind of, a, kind of a format here, and we talked about it before the show, kinda. But I think there's something we forgot because one of our listeners just brought it up. The Issei. What are you guys' oh, opinion? The, the hybrids, Issei and the Tone, yeah. I, I saw the pictures. Like, I actually fought against one. I saw the image of it. That was it. the match that the it two looked, of us were in, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it looks really cool. It looks awesome does anybody else had an experience with it and yeah I, that, I, I, yeah that one game was the only experience i've had with it so real, real quick the, uh, these are the hybrids that we uh, we talked about on a few few shows ago correct yeah, yeah they are in okay. super test yeah now, so I, I haven't seen it out yet in the wild. yeah i have not seen Stop. a tone yet so i i posted a screenshot up in the i, I want to say ship stats up on our discord and uh i had a game interesting game and it was actually hilarious i mean ironically so i this i'm i'm running around this tony and i'm like following this guy like you know a lovesick puppy dog because i, I want to see this well, he thing was on action, your team right oh yeah he was the same say was on the so, opposite team in that game i was in yeah, and so I'm I'm following the Tony around, and I'm just trying to I don't know. The, the guy probably thought I was like a cyber stalker or something, <laughs> you know, because I'm like in this guy's hip pocket the whole game. I'm like, okay, let me see what this thing could do. Dude did not launch a single aircraft. I, I, I that's what I wanted to see was you know the the fighting and then the planes go. <laughs> he ended up going full cruiser mode. It was a Tony. I didn't see a single darn plane launch off that thing. So I don't know. I'm they need guessing... to get a new batch of community contributor testers out there. Yeah, I'm guessing that the planes are meant for like say you win the side and like there's literally nothing for you to shoot at and you're cruising for the next 10 minutes getting to the other side of the map that's probably what they're meant for you know you can launch planes and do a little bit while you're waiting i was yeah. curious about that as well because that mash that you and i were in sack where we went up against the ASA, that Bleep. I thought I thought was, he was being awfully aggressive. Like was he was getting launching planes. He was being aggressive. He was getting up in our face. He was firing his guns. And I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I kind of want to play this. How do you distinguish, you know, when it's time to 
to shoot your guns and when it's time to launch your planes and what does your interface look like at that point? Because you yeah. know, if a carrier launches his planes, you know, you don't, you don't, you, you go on the mini map and you pick where your carrier is going to go. And that's pretty much all you get to do. And yeah. I'm like, what's it like for this guy? Does he have something different? I know, um, right? Because normally I'm like, because these guys are all under NDA, obviously. So normally I'm like, hey, whatever, they're under NDA. I don't really care what the ship's like. But this one's like, I gotta know. Like, how does this work? Right. I'm, I'm like stunned because uh, I hate to say it, I died to the Issei. <laughs> I was trying to you get to get good. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we were playing tier eights, weren't we, too? Yeah, I was trying this to get two close. Tiers yeah. I was trying to look at him and get a good like image of like the ship. And I was, I was kind of like, Oh, I ain't gonna lie. I was like, I want to see it. I want to see what it looks like. And I did some stupid stuff and it got me killed and I probably deserved it, but I want to know what the IA is like, what is my screen going to look like if I launch planes and I'm still trying to shoot ships? I want to know what that looks like. Well, they've, the devs have already said, of course, this is all work in progress, that when you're launching and flying the plane, your ship goes basically into autopilot mode. Yeah, I was going to say, from what I understand, yeah. I think when you're flying planes, you're a carrier and you're other, you, know, you can't use your guns when you're flying the planes. Other than your automatic secondary school, but your main battery is basically go silent. Yeah. So, based on that, I would say that it's a sniper, right? You 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 can't get up close and personal. I'm guessing. Yeah, but I mean, that guy was he was doing pretty well getting up close and personal. He did. He he killed so, me. He killed a couple other ships on our side. I mean, that was also a sample size of one, and that was probably one of his first games in it. Yeah, so the the Tone is the cruiser class. It basically looks like um, a Miyoko class. It's got the same, you know, dual turret guns, same tier. The Issei is an Amagi with the Amagi hull. It looks like, yeah, the Amagi battleships. And guys are putting some uh, pictures up on the live stream. And so it two different class. I mean, it's two different missions. You got, I imagine the Amagi's got the armor and the armor belt and the guns to to be able to be aggressive and push forward. Versus the Tone, you don't want to just charge into a cap and go full plane mode <laughs> and start flying around. And next thing you know, your ship has sunk. You know, got to be a little smart about it. Well, whoever that guy was that we were playing against, I got to give him props because he used the best of all his abilities to beat our team. And he did. Um, he took uh, planes out. He shot his guns. Um, I want to play it. I, that's all I got to say. I want to play it. Yeah, even uh, if it's trash, I just want to try it. Absolutely. Well, the jury's out, and uh, we've come up to a to a break in the show. So let's uh, let's go ahead and take a quick break, and we'll be right back, everybody. All right, we are back on the other side. Let's jump into the weekly grind right away, guys. Uh, Russian DDs this week. Uh, one of you guys wanted to talk about it. Uh, I think it was Nimitz. You you wanted to complain about them, and uh, I was probably going to fight you on some of them. So yeah. what do you, what do you, what do you got? Before Nimitz gets into it, 
I just want to say something about the Kaaba. I wanted to tell you guys the best way to play the Kaaba. The Kaaba Rasted Tier 10. The best way to play the Kaaba is to leave it in port and play the Kleber <laughs> instead. <laughs> Holy crap, this could be one of the first times. I was just going to say, Nimmin's gone for an episode and he comes back and he's full of you know fire and vinegar and wants to talk Russian DDs. Yeah, really. Um, so... So, uh, not Sog, sorry. Cyber, you were the one that actually introduced me to Russian DDs, and I got all hyped up about it. Yeah, you're welcome, by the way. And <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't think you had a bad idea, but um, I've been doing my research because I'm working down that line, and I'm to the fork now where I either get to go gunship or... Gunship. <laughs> I, I don't see the difference. Okay, really- okay, I'll, I'll tell you what the difference is. The Grozovoy is a torpedo boat that has decent guns. Uh, yeah, and uh, Chino, I believe, Cyber's number two fan, says AA. <laughs> I would highly recommend that line. I would avoid the Habarask because the Habarask has guns, but its torps aren't very far, and its concealment is garbage. It also um, has armor that is thick enough uh, to arm battleship shells. Right, yeah, yeah. So you're going to you eat a lot. You can striked by battleship armor piercing. Yeah, so, but I mean, you know, the Nevni, I mean, a solid ship, I mean, that one, I mean, were you not enjoying that one with its AA and being able to Citadel cruisers? That was great. The Minsk is garbage. As you uh, say, you're on the Minsk right now, The Minsk you? is terrible. Mm-hmm. It's it's garbage. Um, I'm I'm gonna power through it. Um, but the the carba was my goal. That was that was my goal. And then why? I, talk- <laughs> I don't know why that would be anybody's goal. You gotta you gotta explain what you were thinking. Okay. To be fair, when the carba was introduced, it was disgusting. It used to be. It used to be. The bomb. It used to be nothing could touch it. It was the Marceau of today. I mean, it was. Yeah. But in the words shit. of Euro, it is not 2016 oh, anymore. Can I say shit? You just did. <laughs> you just did, and now I'm going to have to find it and beep you out. Way to go. Good job. I Now I have extra editing time. Thank you. Welcome back, Nimitz. Not bad. <laughs> it's fine. You never division with us anyway, Cyber. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. It, it's 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 my fault. A wife and a girlfriend but, takes a lot of time. I will tell you this. <laughs> yeah, it's your uh, fault that we're losing clan battles because we never have our fearless leader. <laughs> That's right. Oh, uh, yeah, my bad. I'll be there maybe next week. But now back to the carbo. <laughs> okay, yeah, back to your carbo. Your carbohydrates, yeah. Um, when we talked, we've talked about this on multiple lines before, um, ships getting power crept and that is probably one of the most extreme examples I've ever seen. Um, if you put a car, if, well, maybe, yeah. Okay. But if you put a car up against Marceau, I already know who's winning. I mean, it's Uh, the premium ship. Duh. <laughs> really? Really? You're going to compare a, a tech line ship that's been power crept to a to a premium? Absolutely. How many Marceaux do you see in game today? How many Carbos do you see in game today? 
Yeah, almost Kaaba none is of a each. very rare site. So yeah, absolutely. Um, why would I want to play a tech tree ship that nobody plays when there's so many other ships out there that are better? I'm just saying, Wargaming overall does a good job, but I mean, some of these tier tens, maybe they, maybe they kick them to premium ships, coal ships, whatever. But and that's do, interesting that you say that because I have heard something. rumors. I did hear rumors a while back that they were talking about replacing the Kaaba rather than buffing it, turning it into a premium and you know, replacing did, it with something. They did it with the Russian line. The Moscow is now a premium, and this is yeah. still a good ship. Yeah, but they're going to have to buff the heck out of that Kaaba, otherwise nobody's going to buy it at well, premium. No, that's not what I'm... They're going to make it a premium as in, like, you can't get it anymore, period. Oh, well, that's fine. I don't think, think anybody gonna get it. Rid of, they're just going to get rid of it, but if you already have it, you'd keep it. That kind uh, of thing yeah, is probably what they do. It. They've done it in World of Tanks before. Um, I, I, I understand it's a different set of developers for that, but right, it's the right. same idea. So, it, so, it would so, save them having to admit that they did something wrong and buff something. Right. However, on the other line, I'm not quite giving up yet. I still have good things about it. I'm working my way towards it, and uh, I look look forward to getting there so I, I, I will that, tell you on on that line that i went towards the grosvoy i loved the agnavoy it was my favorite destroyer i loved it it was solid it had solid guns its torps are manageable its concealment is manageable uh, manageable it, it, it's a solid ship when i went to the Udaloy, i did not like the Udaloy as much um that's one of those i'm just going to have to tough out and power through to get to the grosvoy because i think the grosvoy is amazing it just felt so much different. The, the The torps weren't a lot better. The guns weren't. The concealment was worse, which mm-hmm. which was tougher. As are most of the DDs as they go up, and you really got to put some time into to figuring it out. But it played a little bit different. Maybe it's going to be like that with the Grozovoy too. I, I don't know. I haven't got to the Grozovoy yet. Um, that was the the Udaloy is what was in my port when I when I rage sold all the freaking DDs that I had. So so I'm gonna have to re purchase that at some point and, and wait, wait. <laughs> cyber rages cyber rages on no occasion way. yes on occasion yes i do but uh, not gonna lie i almost rage sold all my dds a couple days ago see see i'm not alone sock is with me i said almost i didn't actually oh. do it yeah but you're close uh, you could still go there <laughs> hey 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 sock raged on whatever the hakuru the tier eight japanese the shokaku yeah that piece yeah. of garbage he raged on that tonight. I was like, I don't even know if I could talk to this guy anymore. I was like, I'm going to go smoke a cigarette. I'm out. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I don't know if any of you guys follow Formula One, but like 10 years ago when Honda started making engines for them again, they were just complete garbage. And like nobody started, like everybody just dumped them after a few years. And like they were just absolute trash. That's like 10 times better than the Shokaku. so the pinnacle um, of japanese engineering so i don't know what kind of time we got you sock and you sorry you guys keep track of that but uh sock why don't you do a quick review of the shokaku and just let us know how you really feel about it (laughs) okay 
So the ship itself, it's really, I, I will give it, it's really fast. Uh, it's like 34 and a half, 35 knots. So it's a pretty quick ship. It's easy enough to get in, out of trouble. My main thing that really frustrates me with it is the bombers. Um, the Ryujo, the bombs seem to land at the center of the circle. The Hakuryu, from what I understand, the bombers are pretty accurate. But the Shokaku, the, the bombs just never land where you put them. At once in a blue moon, you'll get a really nice citadel with them and you know, you'll do 20,000 damage, but it's just almost not even worth using them. And however, the torpedo planes, on the other hand, are, I will say, they're really good. I really like the torpedo planes. Um, but tier 8 planes in general and Japanese planes in specific are really squishy and you just any amount of AA just demolishes your planes especially the fighters and I think the the Lexington is just a way better ship well I could tell you for sure because I played against Sock today in a Chicago he does love his torpedoes and he was very very frustrated because I was down to I think it was like 145 hit points and he was coming in with more torpedoes and the game ended but no, the torpedoes work. I can definitely verify that. Yeah, that's kind of the the shining star of a glowing turd. <laughs> oh man! It's it's like you see a star in the sky, um, and it's like it's shaped like a torpedo. But you zoom in a little bit, and the torpedo's made of poo. <laughs> Still not those, something you want on the side of your ship. <laughs> those are the magic sausages with the free yeah. bean codes in it. From so you're telling me <laughs> this, is, this is the worst tier uh, eight. You guys are going to make fun of me of for that charge. analogy. You're I think you're in the face of planet, right? You would. I mean, you parse any is other bad. Okay, now we're talking. But I have not played the Parsifal, so I can't comment on that. Well, I haven't played the FDR, but I can certainly comment on that pile of crap. As could every one of you. You mm. pile of crap is in like it eats your lunch? or I, I, I'm it? still of the opinion that the FDR is not overpowered. Oh, it's broken beyond belief. I'd much I, rather face an FDR than a, uh, than a uh, Richtofen. I would Richtofen rather face an FDR too. But I think they're both broken. I think they're terrible ships for anybody that's on the map with them. How Wargaming let a, sh a ship with those bombers get into the game is beyond me. I mean, that they're just, they're disgusting. They, well, they yeah. Uh, the chat room's agreeing with me, by the way, Sock. <laughs> Didn't know if you saw that or not, but I did. Thank no. you, chat room. I appreciate you all. They don't matter. Oh, they all matter. No. Every one the of them matters. The chat room matters. Sock, you Dang don't right. matter. We're going to have to put up a sign somewhere on our site that says the chat room matters. <laughs> Hashtag chat lives <laughs> matter. Chat. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Hashtag sock <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> Well, they've all named their, their, their number one and number two fan of cyber, so of course they're going to agree with cyber. <laughs> they don't always agree, but uh, they're, they're good guys. Uh, I got to give them that. They're good guys. I'm glad they showed up tonight. Cyber gallery. 
<laughs> Cyber's number two fan. Um, I will say that Sock has a point in the fact that the uh, Rick Tobin is broken. It is broken. I mean, there's no real defense. Oh, the Rick or the Franklin Roosevelt? The, no, Rick, Tobin. the Rick Tobin. Because when you're- with the, the FDR, the torpedoes are so slow, the planes are so slow, you can heal back fire damage. Uh, when the F, when the Richtofen citadels you for three quarters of your health, you can't get any of that back. And then he's just going to recall the planes. So the planes being squishy doesn't mean uh, Jack Poo Poo. And <laughs> uh, he's right. He's Jack right. I've explained. You've heard it here. <laughs> First time, Jack Poo Poo. <laughs> I know. That's going in the title of the show, by the way, Sock. Congratulations. <laughs> it doesn't mean Jack Poo Poo. So Cyber says we're we're taking um, only damage in account, but FDI rockets wreck ship AA mounts. Um, wrong. In, in my opinion, and I'm not saying you're wrong, Cyber, but in my opinion, um, from what I've experienced, I'm in a DD. Um, even a Halan, right? I am the greatest AA on the face of the planet. This Rick Tobin comes in. Um, I do absolute jack shit. Well, set it again. Sorry, my back. <laughs> oh, we're gonna banhammer his ass. Banhammer him. He's out of here. I do. Actually, I think that's enough bleeps to get you demonetized on YouTube. You know now. what? Yeah, you know what? Nightmare might be taking Nimitz's place. <laughs> no, bring keep Nightmare it up, here. Nimitz. I'm going to have another cocktail, so whatever. <laughs> this is um, the failure of a Friday night cast. But no, for real. So, you know, I'm in a Holon. I've done it against a Rick Tobin. I have great AA. And I'm telling you, my AA damage against a Midway is not the same as it is against the Richtofen. And it's supposed to be because Richtofen planes are supposed to be garbage. They're supposed to be paper thin. I don't get that same effect, and I still get rocked. I think the ship's overpowered. I think it's... And, not, and we haven't even mentioned the... Um if you're not paying 100% attention or, or you're preoccupied or you literally can't turn and uh, you're in a cruiser, like let's say the mosque, for, for, for example, with the nice high citadel, and he comes along with uh, rockets and just like decides to say hi and decides to uh, you, bro, send, send 75% of your yeah. HP to the gulag. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a garbage... It's a garbage deal for anybody goes against. And on top that of that, ship. you can't citadel the damn thing because it's built off of a Frederick the Great. Right. Did you just say send your hit points to the gulag? He <laughs> <I just laughs> <just> said that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So that Cyber says uh, FDR has zero penalty for its planes when they go on their attack run. I'm I'm not sure what you're getting at there. Can you tell me more? That's my number two fan, by the way. That and, wasn't um, me. Cyber. Responding <laughs> to what you said about the AP, the the HE rockets killing AA mounts. That is true. The HE bombs kill AA mounts way harder. I've been essentially 
in my in my Kremlin, I've been essentially stripped of all of my AA mounts from a single midway strike with bombs or FDR for that matter. You know, from full to nothing to it, it literally saying AA mounts destroyed in one shot. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. We could talk those all day, and we've actually had a bitches, gripes, and complaints section. We could have thrown those in yeah, there too. Well, we tonight, are running but, out of time. Uh, we're we're doing okay, but we do have a lot of stuff yet to cover. So you know, mm-hmm. let let's let's Mando and KJ. You guys had something very similar. Uh, Mando, why don't you talk about that that video that that addressed the state of the game and where we're at? And I'm sure we'll cover burnout and and the rough grind it's been. Oh, it's gonna get dirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dirty. It's already been dirty. I've got to edit like crazy tonight. Thanks, Nimitz, by the way. You're welcome. <laughs> welcome back, by the way. No, so I'm I'm browsing the bowels of um YouTube and I come across this video and the title caught my eye. It said, you know, Warship the World of Warships Killer, I think was the title of the video. I don't have Ooh, the- Before you get to it, what was the I don't think you ever mentioned it before. Did they say the name of the game yeah they did uh you know i that's my big reveal Mm -hmm. i don't i (laughs) get to it (sighs) (laughs) was that a sigh wait for it wait for (laughs) it (laughs) so i gotta set the scene um so I, I came across one of the community contributors, Sea uh, Lord Mountbatten. He does some pretty decent videos. So shout out to the to the Sea Lord. Last time um, somebody set the scene for me, I lost my virginity. Oh, oh yes. boy, that's no fun. What was his name? <sighs> uh, I can't tell you. <laughs> well, I will tell you before we take any further. I'm just going to put slapping an explicit tag on this episode, <laughs> and it'll save me a lot of screwing around tonight. So, free for That's all, everyone. Have at it <laughs> as you were. That's my game. God, oh, you guys are killing anyway, me. Continue uh, on, Mister yes. uh, Mando. Yes, continue on. <laughs> Well, I, I think I'll mute my mic this time. Like, no, that's that's okay. <laughs> um, so I'm watching the video, and Sea Lord Mountbatten was going on about the World of Warships killer that's on the horizon, and he shows this um, a teaser clip, and you basically just see the sea and this fog bank, and these looks like these battleships coming out of the fog, and it is actually a video that's being put out by Gaijin Games with War Thunder. And um, it was an interesting video. Um, I, f- bottom line up front, I don't think it, from the content that they said that they're coming out with, that it's going to be the world of Warships Killer. They're just basically bringing battleships into the War Thunder game. Um, I know one, War Thunder is a big competitor to World of Warships. but it's, Yeah, but it's fundamentally different in the way yeah, it works. I, yeah, the the systems the way that um, you would delete a player in War Thunder versus two completely different games. And so the gist of it is War Thunder is module based rather than hit point based. Correct. So there's two ways that you can take out an opponent. One of them is to destroy the module or incapacitate the modules, or you can take out, it takes crew into effect. You can deplete the crew to the point where they can no longer man the tank airplane or battleship or warship that you're playing. Um, 
versus just a hit point, generic hit point pool. But uh, anyway, the bottom line up front, I don't think it's going to be the the World of Warships killer. However, it does pose that it is... Um, um, I'm looking at the CV, flashing the picks up. It's it's a it's a it's a different gameplay, but definitely not a World of Warships killer. But it brings back up to the question of burnout. I mean, it's it's you know, oftentimes, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of guys are out there looking for alternative stuff. So, but that was just a video that I saw. Um, if anybody has any thoughts on it, I do. You know, I do. Um, <laughs> I played it um, just briefly. Um, but I do love the concept that you can have a crew and if the crew dies, that affects the ability of your ship. I think that's amazing. I really do. But, um, the, uh, gentleman that wanted me to come over and, you know, forget my ties with you guys. Uh, I told him, I said, you know what? I put too much time, effort, and energy, and um, sometimes my not as much as you, Mando, um, into this game. I'm 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 comfortable. I'm I'm good. I'm good where I'm at. <laughs> it's amazing. I think what they're doing is cool. I'm not going to knock any producer uh, for trying to get better uh work gaming might need to learn from that for sure right uh but uh, and maybe this will light the you know maybe if war thunder really does take off because it it never really took off the same way that uh war gaming's products did but just steadily 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 the war thunder has gotten way better than it did when i last played it maybe this will light a fire under war gaming's butts to fix their broken game I'm I'm gonna lay it I'm gonna lay it down soft and sweet. I play this game because I love you guys, and uh, <laughs> as long as you know I'm with you guys and I have a good relationship, I'm not going anywhere else. Yeah, I play other games from time to time. You know, I play Red Dead Redemption Two. Um, I get really old school and I play Bard's Tale trilogy. Um, you know, I do little things here and there, but this is my game, and this is my people, and I'm not going anywhere. Um, now, if all you guys said, hey, let's jump over, I'd probably do it. Uh, it's not about the game. It's about the people, and that's my point. Right. I swear, if you start, if you said that you were going to start slapping the bass, and I love you, man, I was going <laughs> to right, right, right there. Mando, I love you, man. <laughs> I, I was just glad he didn't start crying. It sounded like he was choking up there a little bit. I was, yeah. I was yeah. going to start saying, "All right, cut him hey, off, somebody." For those quick. of you, for those of you interested, Nimitz and and me a little bit have uh, been titting the bottle a little bit tonight. We we kind of started. We kind of pre-drank the show a little bit. No, yeah, some of you guys awesome. have. Now, being honest, and KJ. Because uh, because you have that serious, stupid work schedule, mm-hmm. better me than you. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I wouldn't wish it on anybody. Trust me. <laughs> no, but I saw that video you were talking about, Mando, on the uh, 
for uh, Mountbatten. And I think it's a good thing that they've got something else out there that's kind of different. And like you said, maybe it'll, you know, maybe they'll see some things that they're doing over there that they could possibly bring and, and tweak and bring over on this side. Cause it was like, like I talked a little bit about the show, you know, I, yeah, I do work a lot of hours and, and weird times and, and so forth. But lately, I mean, I, I get on, I get on to see you guys and talk with you guys. I mean, there's been times that I've gotten on and just talked to you guys and I've barely even launched World of Warships because I just haven't had the drive. I mean, right now I do because I want my battleship Oklahoma. I don't care what anybody says about it. I want it because it's my ship, my, my home state ship. But besides that, I don't have a drive to really do anything. Yeah, I want to do clan battles and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know. I just kind of get, you know, I you go through hang out with the clan. Yeah, I want to hang out with the clan, but I don't necessarily feel always like playing World of Warships, and it's not like I don't want to play it. I just don't have the, I don't know, the fire right now. But, and and you know, that's why we started branching out into other stuff. Right. And that's why I set up the ARC server. Right. That's why some of you right. guys have been playing Star Citizen. That's why some of right. that's why we have the Clan and Armored Warfare. Right. Um, I'm sure eventually we will branch out into having a War Thunder group. Right. So we had a uh, burnout segment, right? Mm-hmm. So here's my take. Um, the warships has done an amazing job of giving us all these opportunities to do all these different things. But there's, I think KJ said earlier when we were talking about it offline, uh, there's only 24 hours of a day and they want 27. Um, yeah, it's, it's like, it's like tough. Like I didn't, I, I actually don't think um, getting the Kansas was that hard, but I had some real life events and um, I didn't get the Kansas. I don't think getting the Anchorage was actually that hard. If you could spend the uh, few additional doubloons, but Mando was going to cover me on that, so it didn't matter. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. I, I don't think it was that hard. Did we mark the tape uh, on that when he said he was going to cover you on that? I don't remember. I, KJ, has again. KJ has the tape. <laughs> I really don't. I don't I don't think it was hard, but compiling all these events together at the same time, I think it's burned a lot of people out. It was a lot of stuff back to back. Yeah, individually they weren't that bad, but it was a lot of stuff back to back. Mm -hmm. Right. Like they were all ending at about around the same time frame. So you kind of like in my situation, or like in some of you and some of the other guys' situation, I'm sure you kind of had to like, okay, yeah, I want to group with the guys and do this, but okay, you know, we're gonna play tier nines. Well, to do the missions I need to do, I've got to play tier eights, but I want to play with you guys, but then. Nobody wants to play tier eights at that point in time. So yeah, you know, so you kind of had to pick and choose on when. At least for me, you kind of had to pick and choose on when you were able to actually play and and whether you drove down that that uh, that line to get whatever it might be the the uh, um, anchorage or whatever ship. You know, it just kind of felt like you had so many things that you tried that they kind of threw on us all at once. And and, and I don't know. And I this multi- is coming multi- from a man who has two hundred and fifty ships in his port. 
Exactly. Like for somebody with 25, you know, who they have that one ship that they can play that to get these missions done. So I, I, I sympathize right. with that kind of thing. And, I'm lucky and, to be in a position where I have a lot of the, the ships that I have variety to complete right. these missions. Sometimes when you want to play drive and get that goal, um, and you know, your, your teammate or your guildmate doesn't match up with that. You sacrifice <laughs> And that's why you didn't get it. I'm just saying. It's difficult when they present this many challenges at you at one time. I applaud World of Worship's for giving us an eclectic point of view of where we do whatever we want. But yeah, it's difficult still. Yeah, I think anyway. a lot of that had to do with the, uh, you know, the, like you said, there was just so much crap, so much of it. All at once. I think a lot of people are just, you know what? The, the stuff that's there now isn't as important to them. Time to take a breath. You know, step back. Right. Get other things done before the next really cool thing comes. Because it'll be a, a month or so, and then suddenly there'll be a whole bunch of cool stuff that you want to get into and dive right into it. And, and that's just kind of the way it goes. And I think every game has that in it. And uh, I think what's, you know, what we're seeing is, is just a little bit of more of that here. I know it's frustrating as a player um, to... Because I felt it. I mean, I'm one of them. I'm one of the ones that's bitching. I get it. Um, can't say bitching, huh? Whatever. Um, <laughs> but can we applaud uh, World of Warships? We're gaming at the same time for for trying to like give us all these multiple opportunities, these, like different oh, yeah. exits. I mean, I think it's I think it's good what they're trying to do. I don't think it's quite working out the way they wanted it to, but I I said we give them a uh, at least an eight on a ten scale. Oh well, yeah, but, but like I said, we're looking at it as a small myopic of from our side of things, our point of view, where we all have real life drama and real life things going on all the time that we. We can't take advantage of those, but I'm sure there are a lot of other people that have, I'm not going to say more free time, but do have more free time to get these things done. And that's kind of what these things are for. But for those of us who like the game and want to play the game and hang out with friends and, and you know, the clan and all that, it just seems like to me that there's just, for me anyway, like I said, it just seems like there's just so much all at once trying to get done. And at times I kind of wish they would kind of dial some of that back or be able to put, you know, understand that you, you're, they're going to do it from this time to this time, but that sometimes it'd be like nice if they could just like, hey, can I put like this one on pause and let me work on that some other time? Absolutely. <laughs> Too much that all would, at once. That'd be a kind of cool idea. I mean, I know you can do that with the campaigns. You can, when they have certain campaign, campaigns and stuff that are the permanent campaigns um, that you can pause whether or not you're collecting the items for that particular campaign if it's going to be a campaign yeah. that's going to be there for a long time. Also, um, a little off topic, but can we please make premium time only count when you're online? Yes, that would be nice too. <laughs> yeah, they'll never do that. That's a money grab. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But anyway, yeah. I think we're uh, about out of time here. We should probably wrap it up. 
Yeah, see, I knew Sock was going to yell at us here pretty quick. So, uh, yeah, let's go for parting shots. Uh, Mando, let's start with you, and I'm sure you've got a laundry list of funny names. I do. I've, I've got a couple of them, and as always, if you hear me mention, uh, if you hear your name mentioned, um, contact us on the show. We got our email, full broadside. What is, what's the email, Cyber? Full broadside? The full, full broadside at gmail.com. Yeah, right? the, the, the full, full broadside. broadside, broadside yeah. Right. Um, Contact me, message me in-game. I will hook you up with a weekend pass, which is two days premium and 500 doubloons. And so my shout-out goes to number three in the line of the top three is going to be Slappy the Walrus. Slappy the Walrus. <laughs> I really enjoyed your name. Gave me good. No name. relation to Gentleman Walrus. Nope, no relation. Slappy the Walrus. Maybe a distant cousin. Uh, number two is going to be Puddin' Pop, because who doesn't love... A pudding pop. Come on now, pudding pop. Mm-hmm. And, and the number I one name. Custom pudding pop. <laughs> my my number one name for uh, this episode for the week is Chinapple Punk. Chinapple Punk. I thought it was a good. Play. <laughs> Chinapple <laughs> Punk. So yeah, once again, if you guys uh, know them or have them contact me in game or contact email the show full broadside at gmail and I will hook you up, courtesy of Mandalorian Bounty Hunter. A weekend pass. That's my parting shot. Wow, I feel like an idiot. I never knew what BH and Discord stand, stood for. That's what it stands for. Mandalorian <laughs> Bounty Hunter. Mandalorian BH. <laughs> but and it, if, what I wanted to say with the end here is just to get it out there. We're not going anywhere. I know we were a little down in the dumps on you know, feeling burnt out or anything. We're not going anywhere. We still love this game. Right? Mm-hmm. We're still We're staying be- around. We're all still having fun. But I, uh, I have an honorable mention for the names. I saw uh, it was uh, Vladimir you Putin. Should- <laughs> Vladimir Putin. Okay. Okay. <laughs> me, me and Zach had a long conversation about this. I was like, Putin? Oh my God. Putin? Are you serious? Yeah. I, was like, I guess it's Putin, but instead of gravy. I had poutine, but instead of gravy, you make the gravy with vodka. <laughs> Definitely a Russian. <laughs> hey, yeah, I think that's all I had to say. I mean, if I come up with something after all, cut somebody off. All right, KJ, go ahead with your parting shots. Uh, not much, you know, except for the normal. You guys stay safe. Everybody stay safe out there with the crazy times. Um, you know, uh, I really don't have a whole lot. Um, no, I don't. I just don't have much of anything except for uh, we need to keep uh, Nimitz away from a bottle or a mixed drink or two when we do these. But other than that, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, once again, the, the, the pitfalls of a Friday night cast. Yeah, yeah I, I, need to, I need to lay off the whiskey. <laughs> All right, Nimitz, you're up. Fair. Give us, it's give us the... It's not fair. Sorry, it's just not fair because those of us had to work late, we couldn't get that start with you. So that's uh, why. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now you're trying to apologize. All okay. right, all right. It's time to unleash the Nimitz and his parting shots. Go for it. My shot is if you haven't tried the epoch or the epic campaign, um, you should do it. Epoch. It's it's fun. Um, um, it is granted me the ability to get familiar with the ships that I've never even thought about doing. I was like, they're garbage, probably, and they're fun. So do it. And um, 
you know, listen to our podcast. That's my take. In the words of Emperor Palpatine, do it. <laughs> do it. And a parting shot to my parting shot. Belfast 43. I got one today. It's in my port. We'll talk about it next time. Oh, yeah. We totally meant to do a whole segment on that, but then, yeah, <laughs> yeah Nimitz we, happened. Nimitz okay. happened, and we fell off the train quick. Nimitz happened. I didn't do it. It was, it was no shock. It's like COVID, but it's Nimitz. Nimitz happened. Nimitz uh, happens, yep. Yeah. Uh, but no, no, it's, there's a lot of controversy on the Belfast 43. Lots of salt, lots of flames on the forums, good and bad. So we'll talk about it next episode. Belfast 43, it's in my port. Look for it. All right. And my parting shots is simply going to give a big shout out to all those that joined us tonight in the chat room. Alien Menace, Bucky 60 Ball. Cyber's number one and two fan, also known as Chino and Vaughn, and uh, Gentleman Walrus and uh, Nightmare. Thanks all for being here and, and uh, interacting with us during the show. It uh, certainly makes for an interesting conversation when we got you guys chiming in uh, with, with our thoughts and adding little episode stuff. It, it's, it's a lot of fun. So uh, once again, this has been the full broadside. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Music used in this podcast was provided by Joseph McDade. Find him at josephmcdade.com.